Welcome back to Excess Cinema Club. I still do not have a proper intro for this podcast yet, but we'll roll with it. This week, we are going back into the 2000s to talk about a movie that was created to be a mistake of a franchise that is now like one of the biggest franchises on the planet, and that is Talk. 2004, a, a, a piss take of Fast and Furious. And with me to talk about this movie is my good friend, Carl. Hello. How you doing, Carl? Um, I'm all right. I just watched uh, 2004 uh, vehicular action movie classic, Torque. <laughs> that's, that's good. That's the good way to start the day. Yeah, it is. But yeah, do you want to introduce this, this movie for us? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could probably talk about every scene of this movie so yeah i'll just do broad strokes right so there's a guy called ford who he's he's returned to america from thailand and they're doing this whole uh wild west style uh you know kind of inspired uh like the sheriff rolls into town and he's on his really cool motorbike um and he drives uh, in between these two sports cars um, getting mud all over them uh, for no particular reason, which I guess is is a good start to a movie that's, uh, as you said, made to be a piss take of a, a car franchise. He rolls into a gas station. He uh, is there to to grab a photo of him and a girl. Um, he immediately gets into a fight with the owners of the vehicles, um, and then he meets up with his two friends who are there for some reason. Um, the movie never tells you if. They just happened to be there, or if it was like something they had arranged previously. So I just decided that they happened to show up. <laughs> Apparently, he left the country because he got involved with a drug dealer. Um, he found uh, large amounts of crystal meth within a couple of bikes he was asked to look after. He hid the bikes just in time for the feds to come and uh, ransack his girlfriend's house, and he left the country. And now he's back with a vengeance, I guess you could say. Um, and then the rest of the movie is a bunch of plot points <laughs> with minimal exposition in between. And uh, at one point, uh, he and his friends go past the uh, Ice Cube family barbecue, <laughs> which the shockwave of <laughs> the speed at which the motorbikes are traveling causes the brother of Ice Cube's character in the movie to fall off a railing, which makes him really upset, and he starts chasing them, and it causes a fight scene. Yeah, that kind of sets up, I guess, Ice Cube as one of the central antagonists of the movie, the primary antagonist being the guy who, uh, who Ford stole the drugs from, Yeah, whose name was... It's Henry Ford. It's Henry, <laughs> and then the other guy's named Ford, right? Yeah. Yeah, which I guess is a not-so-subtle reference, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the feds get involved. It's um, the guy from Parks and Rec. Yeah. He, he's actually really good at playing a sleazy detective guy in this. I don't know. Do we spoil things on this podcast? Uh, oh, yeah. We talk about it. If people want to watch the movie, they got time to watch the movie in advance. Yeah, um, he turns out to be in cahoots with the bad guys. It all culminates in uh, a strange showdown scene. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, most of this movie is strange showdown scenes, but uh, you get the amazing scene of our main character, who looks a little bit like the guy from Scrubs. 
um, <laughs> going on a motorcycle that goes really, really fast called the Y2K. <laughs> and it's just the most phenomenal piece of movie I've ever seen in my entire life, uh, yes. more or less. Yeah, this movie, it, it's crazy given, like, like we both talked about this earlier, but like, this movie doesn't really have a lot in common with Fast and Furious and like selling it as like uh like it, it was obviously in some way they cash grab on, on, on that popularity, but like not in like spirit. It is very much its own thing. But it was also doing like hogwild like vehicular set pieces long before Fast and Furious got in on the like absurdity. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like um yeah, like you say, it's it's obviously made as sort of like a response to Fast and Furious. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it fits into the time frame and everything, but I don't really think the comparisons always apt because it's very much it has a very unique identity as well. The movie, mm-hmm. and like looking through Letterbox, people were saying things like, you know, if you like the absurd parts of Fast and Furious, this movie is for you. Um, people were claiming uh, that maybe it was a parody of Fast and Furious. Um, mm-hmm. I, I would disagree with the statement. I think this movie, um takes itself seriously <laughs> i think that the yeah who made this movie genuinely think this is a cool movie and yeah. i agree with them <laughs> i like controversial take i guess but i think that aspects of this movie are more creative and insane than aspects of like even the most recent fast and furious films mm-hmm. yeah it, this definitely like fits into the t- like the the 2000s time frame of action movies that like even now with fast and furious doing absurd stuff like they can't quite match what this movie does yeah because one of the big things with fast and furious is like they go bigger yeah um, every time but they don't necessarily go more interesting or more creative um Mm -hmm. like jumping between two big bridges in a tank or whatever (laughs) that's cool that that's a huge action scene that probably costs a bunch of money to produce, right? Um, yeah. But at the end of the day, it's like cars crashing into each other and explosions happening um, yeah. in new takes. This movie has a scene where Ice Cube chases the main character and they, they're they in the desert by a rail track and they go up a, a ramp made of debris and <laughs> they land on the top of the train and they start having a, a, a motorcycle chase on the train. Um, but the good guy, he just... He, he makes a really quick 90 degree turn. So he gets between the, the train cars. And he starts driving around inside of the train. And then he drives on top of the track. And it's just such an insane scene. Yeah. <laughs> like, even the Fast and Furious movies, they don't do stuff like that. Like, it's not as... Um, technically impressive or as bombastic uh, and and Mm -hmm. action-packed and explosion-filled, but it's uh, from the crevices of the mind of a madman. Yeah. It totally feels, like, more in line with something like Mission Impossible, of, like, those sort of stunts, where it's, like, you (laughs) this is, like, kind of absurd, but also, like, really interesting in how they're done. And, like, Especially, like, Mission Impossible, I think 2 is the one that John Woo directed. And John Woo's identity is, like, all over this. You could tell, like, the creators of this were a huge fan of, like, yeah, Mission Impossible 2, Face Off, the, like, like Broken Arrow, that sort of thing. Like, yeah, 
Yeah, I, lot, I, I can definitely see that. There's a lot of very like like Eastern influences in how they do the action, whereas like uh, Fast and Furious starts off pretty tame. Like I, th- I, like I, I love Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious is one of my favorite things ever. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I absolutely I, agree. I meant to rewatch the first one before starting this, but I was too busy. But like, the the first movie I think is also like great in its own way. It's, it's, but those early movies are pretty reserved compared to other things that came out around the time. Um, yeah. <laughs> this is a whole other beast. Like, like you said, like I don't think this movie. While the director did say that he wanted this movie to be a piss take of Fast and Furious, it still feels more like feels less of belittling and more like, hey, I can just do this better. Like, like I can do yeah. this cooler. I can do this bigger. Yeah, like, I'm going to specifically, like, tailor this movie to being just, like, so much cooler. And, like, it does it well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like, yeah, the best type of parody in that way. It's, like... It's, it's like, a, you know, hold my beer kind of situation. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, there are, beyond, like, the digs that, like, cars that happen throughout the movie and, like, the one very pronounced um i live my life a quarter mile at a time yeah that's uh, that's mask off right there <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is like obviously so shameless they couldn't resist putting that in but like it is it's it's just doing like fast and furious in its own way and it's great yeah yeah definitely like uh, and especially like um i don't know which installment fast and furious were at in 2004 i didn't bother to check it up that was before Tokyo Drift, so this would have been around the time of Too Fast, Too Furious. Yeah, because uh, especially the first two Fast and Furious movies, like you said, they're very tame in their stunts and everything. Um, I think the craziest thing they do is uh, in uh, Fast and Furious 1 is they drive underneath a, a, a truck. Yes, yeah. In one scene. Um, and then I can't remember any like crazy things happening in in the second one. Second one has they launch in a car onto a boat and also the jetpack. The, not jetpack, the uh, um, ejector seat scene. That's about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's like a couple scenes in, in this that feel like, like I think just, I don't know if they were when when the production of these lined up, but like there's the scene where the car comes bursting out the back of the truck is very like kind of reminiscent of all of the cars bursting out of the like car garage in right. Too Fast yeah, that's, Too Furious. that's the big scene from the second there, one. There, there's definitely some like similarities that I think were just like being on the same wavelength. Yeah, I think I think this movie's pretty cool. This movie's like yeah, this movie's definitely cool. And like you know, not not just in like a, I can ironically enjoy this movie because it's a piss take, right? It's uh-huh. it's a movie that's um. Obviously, it shines through as being like a piss take. They don't pay attention to some things that you would want to see in, in I guess you would say, an objectively well-made film, right? Like, there's yeah. uh, there's very little downtime between action scenes. Um, there's, uh, like, uh, you know, poor character work at times. Um, if uh-huh. you think about the plot for more than <laughs> a couple of seconds, it stops making any sense at all. Um yeah. The absolute convoluted mess that comes from the good guy being framed for a murder. Um, yes. <laughs> the murder of Ice Cube's brother that was done with the chain from the bad guy's motorbike. 
um, which gets pinned on the good guy because the bad guy gets his girlfriend, um, who doesn't fit with his aesthetic at all, by the way. No, um, no, so gets his girlfriend to act as uh, a witness, <laughs> which you know probably greatly overestimates the role that a witness can play um, in a proceeding such as this. But also, uh, the police appear to have no interest at all in, in searching the murder weapon, which is in their possession, for any fingerprints at all. Um, which yeah. <laughs> makes the later scene where the good guys figure out a convoluted plan to tie the murder weapon to the bad guy's bike by showing that um, the chain has been on his sprocket. And one of uh-huh. the good guys saying, oh, so it's like a fingerprint. and i don't know if that's on purpose (laughs) that whole thing is just like very loosely cobbled together of (laughs) trying to like find a bike themed way to (laughs) have have the the murder mystery yeah and it's also just stupid like even if if even if they fought it through it's so stupid that like, oh, this guy rides bikes for a living, so his murder weapon has to be a bike chain, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right, yeah, sure. Um, but then again, like, it, you know, you can't really judge it based on that because that's not what it's supposed to be. It's not supposed to be a mystery. Um, yeah, yeah. Or anything like it. It's just funny how uh, how things turn out like that. Yeah, um, it's just a funny thing with the scripting and like, well, we yeah. need to have stakes, like. <laughs> yeah, which you you know, it it might as well just be on purpose, uh, as yeah. well to to uh, cement this movie as being, uh, you know, insane, <laughs> ECC <laughs> material. Exactly. Um, yeah, um, but yeah, it's it's more or less just an excuse to get the good guy on the run. Uh, yeah, more or less. Um, yeah, I don't really know. Uh, like the plot of the movie explains itself, really. It's uh, yeah, pretty much. The it's... interesting parts are in the decisions and uh, like yeah, the movie is shot like a music video as well. Oh, totally. Yeah. Some of the shots in this movie are great, like very, yeah, yeah. very of the time, but they're super creative. Like the first time you see Ice Cube, he's reflected in like Ice Cube's brother drops a knife, and like Ice Cube's like reflection is being shown in the knife as he holds it up, and that's the first yeah. time you see him. It's great. Yeah, it's that's what like... I mean with like this movie can't be a parody because yeah. they're trying so hard. Yeah, it's to do it's cool so shit. Creative. Um, and like, there, there's some cool decisions. Like, it does the Fast and Furious when they go like when they activate the NOS and go super fast. It does that, but it also has its own kind of like. Like car theme stuff when um Adam Scott the 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 Fed guy, he like gets into his car at one point and puts his key in the ignition and he, he's obviously holding like a giant prop key to get yeah. the shot to work. But you're like from the key's point of view and you just see this huge key go into the ignition. It's great. It's you know how people always talk about how amazing uh, Lord of the Rings is because they did yes. the scene where they had the giant ring. Yes, it's that. Yeah. <laughs> Why does no one talk about Torque too fast in M4? Exactly. That's yeah. insane. It's 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 so cool. There's and it's there's really creative stuff on the bikes as well. Like I love the it, bike scenes. I thought the fights were actually like really cool. Yeah, it's it's very martial arts like with Yeah, with and bikes. like I assume that the actors were actually doing those things on bikes. Um I guess in some way, they, shape, yeah. or form. Uh, I don't like know. obviously probably with a bunch of safety measures, but yeah 
um, I don't think CGI was at that point in in 2004 where you could do Not it really, without no. it being really in some way, uh, which makes things like uh, you know the the penultimate uh, fight scene between the two female characters. Oh yeah, That's, that fight scene's so good. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's. Uh, you know the product placement fight scene. <laughs> yeah, the greatest fucking shot reverse shot of Mountain Dew <laughs> and Pepsi. It's so good. Yeah. yeah, and then like that's obviously also a early two thousands thing. Is like you have to have girls in the movie, but they can only fight other girls. Yes, and that's because that's the only way we can get someone to say the word bitch. Of course, but also credit to this movie. This movie gives girls more to do than Fast and Furious does for the vast majority of its of uh, its runtime. Fast and Furious does in two thousand twenty one. Some people might say. Uh, yeah, although. The new movie did give people more to give the female characters more to do, but oh, I haven't or... seen the most recent one. To be fair, yeah, it's a movie. <laughs> it's, it's a Fast and Furious movie. It's got um, John Cena. It has. He's very funny, just like oh, nice. conceptually. He's one of those guys with just a very funny face. You mean in real life or in the movie? In real life. Yeah, yeah, I agree. John Cena is fun conceptually. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like. There is also the very obvious, like, race girls sort of scene at the start where they're, like, scantily clad and shot from, like, low down so that it's very clearly, like, horny. Yeah. You know, something tells me that if I went to a real motorcycle rally, um, that's not what it would look like. <laughs> There'd be a lot of dudes. Like, <laughs> There would be a lot of uh, balding... Uh, yeah, middle-aged men with like Hulk Hogan mustache. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that that fight scene is is it's genuinely really good and interesting how they um, make the fighting choreography work with uh, wielding weapons while also riding a bike. Yeah, because that fight also takes place in a really small space. Yeah, it's it's, it's uh, in one. It's locale, like medieval like... jousting as well. Totally, totally. Where they're coming from different directions uh, right at each other. Yeah, just fucking absurd. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it definitely is a piss take, but it's also the most involved piss take I've seen. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's passion behind this movie. For People sure. were in the writer's room and they were like, I guess maybe they, they, they were like, okay, we've, we've set the piss take thing up as an excuse to yeah. not not really pay attention to the parts of the movie that we don't like. Yeah. Let's just throw everything out that that we can come up with. <laughs> and it works. And like there there's some some comedy that maybe was more fun in 2004. Um they really like the joke where they call Thailand Indochina. Yeah. <laughs> That's a very odd <laughs> like um which is extra strange because there are Asian characters or actors in the cast. Um, yeah. So it's it's very they can't have like they they restrain themselves from having like just outright racism in it, but they needed someone to be like belittling. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I mean there actually is like <laughs> genuine racist terms in this, which uh, is yeah. also like the the problem of like is this a two thousand four thing? Or is this done in an attempt to set up the bad guys as being extra bad? Yeah. Um, I know the director is South Korean, so like... But then then again, like, Justin Lin directed Tokyo Drift, and that movie is pretty racist in places. Oh, uh, yeah. So 
I guess we shall never know. But uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it's what you get with old movies as well. Um, yeah, yeah, especially around this time. Yeah, um, but it's also just not a funny joke, even if it's done in in a joking way. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, <laughs> like as something anyone would say, like. I feel like a lot more people would know what Thailand is than know what Indonesia is. Yeah, and specifically like Indochina, like yeah. <laughs> like like just say China, you know? Yeah, that's the only Asian country Americans know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's strange. Uh, they also do a joke where Ice Ice Cube really wants to feed human flesh to his dog. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> which is funny the first time, I guess, um, and then it kind of becomes funny again the third time. Um, but it's also a thing where, like, is it intentionally bad humor? Yeah. I mean, now I <laughs> feel like I'm I'm one of those people who who dissect the room, right? <laughs> but uh-huh. it, it's it's set up in a way that it's hard to tell. I feel like the thing with this movie is that there's something in every scene that's worth talking about as well. Yeah, totally. There's no real downtime in this. No, no, that's the big thing, is there is no downtime. Um, I feel like there was supposed to be downtime, but they cut it all out to make room for the action scenes. Because there's some stuff uh, missing from the narrative as well. Yeah, like, the only real downtime you get is when Ford and his girlfriend need, like, like bonding moments. Yeah. And they're very short. Yeah, they're, they're not... it's like uh, checking off the list. Yeah. Um, and it's usually just in like places where they need to like move the time along anyway, like like in the evening or like when they're in the truck. It's like okay, well, we need to show that time has passed, so let's let get like this little moment here yeah. for like this bonding. Then we don't have to worry about it anywhere else. We don't have to try and script it into the set pieces. Yeah, exactly. Um, which you know begs the question of like why introduce uh, inter character conflicts in the first place but yeah i guess that's also something you need um for yeah. movies in general it's definitely a writer's room thing yeah. like as much as you can just string a bunch of set pieces together <laughs> they writer's rooms will not let you fully do that yeah unfortunate the uh the girl who plays the female lead i've never seen her in anything but i thought she did, yeah. did well in this role yeah no she's good yeah, i thought they had uh, pretty good chemistry as well her and the main guy, which I didn't find him to be an amazing actor, but uh, I guess she kind of made up for it in the shared scenes. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the character in this movie comes with, like, the physicality on the bikes. Yeah. Like, there's, there's a there's a nice dynamic with how many, like, factions are at play here. You've got Ford and his group, you've got Ice Cube, you've got the feds, and then you've got Henry's group. Yeah. And they all kind of ultimately come together on screen at the same time but you've got a lot of like moving parts surprisingly for a movie with very little plot yeah yeah definitely i think that works uh that works well for it as well because it's very easy to follow um uh-huh. a faction uh as opposed to uh, an individual character um yeah and it's also very a lot easier to see a faction as uh, a danger to one of the characters, um, mm-hmm. which uh, you know works well for a narrative where uh, I think at least what they're going for is the uh, feeling that Ford is on the run and his life is in danger and he really needs to work this out, right? Yeah. Um, and 
you know, they've already displayed Ice Cube as being a danger. Um, his gang is called the Reapers, so you know they're hardcore. Um, <laughs> it's also just fun with factions with cool names. There's the Reapers, and then the other gang is called the Hellions. Yeah. And then the Feds don't have a name. And I, I really wish they gave the good guys a cool name. Yeah, they don't really, do they? No. <laughs> I think that would be something I'd like to see out of a sequel. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. It's kind of interesting that, like, like, talk is definitely a lot more on, like, the individualism over Fast and Furious having the, the more family um, aspect. But there is, like, some good camaraderie between everyone in, in talk. Yeah, I've, I like, think it's a spectrum. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, I think that, and this is a strange comparison, but I think I would say that um, Torque has uh, family vibes in a similar way that maybe a show like One Piece has. <laughs> totally, totally. Where they're a group, but they're strong individually, right? Yeah. Um, as opposed to Fast and Furious, where they're a group, but they constantly have to uh, reiterate that they care and, and love for each other and place each other... Uh, at the top of every priority list ever. Yeah. And then every uh, everything ends with like a team effort, which which is a, a, a perfectly viable direction to to take it in. Um, yeah. Kind of culminating it in the uh, the scene with the submarine. <laughs> <laughs> and then Fast and Furious is like one piece in the sense that Vin Diesel is made of rubber. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> They're the, they're the two different angles of One Piece. It's, it's the the individualism and then also Vin Diesel made of rubber. Vin Diesel made of rubber. It's true. Yeah, I guess I will bring in the questions. Both questions we got are kind of in the similar vein. They are essentially what would modern talk movies look like? Or like what would what would a sequel to this movie look like? Uh, is it the sequel I want or is it the sequel I think they would make? Either Either works. Uh, yeah, I actually did some thinking on this, and I think a really interesting angle that Tor could go in um, that would set it apart from Fast and Furious is to keep things on a smaller scale. Yeah. Give the rest of the group um, individual defining traits, um, mm -hmm. like what they're good at um, in terms of riding a motorcycle. And also, I think it would be neat because as much as Fast and Furious is a car movie, the cars don't matter in Fast and Furious. Yeah. I think it would be cool if they set up uh, as part of the world building like different bikes that are good at different things and different people are good at riding different bikes. Yeah. Um, sort of in a, in a you know, Kuroko's basketball kind of way. Um, <laughs> totally. You could also like, you know, because they already have that with the Y2K bike. It's yeah. like, oh, Ford rides the Y2K. It can go super duper fast with the press of a button. Um, but uh, my bike is really good at maneuvering or um, riding on rough surfaces or, you know, jumping, what have you. And then they could pull that to its extreme as well, right? Like, oh, my bike has, yeah. my bike has a jump button um, with springs attached, which launches it off the ground. <laughs> Something like that, right? Yeah. Um, and then I think I would set the sequel in Mexico because they talk about that a bunch. 
They do, yeah. I would go harder on the Wild West theme. Um, <laughs> have the new sheriff roll into town with his crew. Um, I would have them get involved with the Mexican cartel. And I would have them form a sort of vigilante justice group. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, sort of One Piece-esque, where they all have good individual strengths. Um, yeah. With Ford as the leader. And then I would spin that off into a massive franchise. <laughs> like, direct parallel to Fast and Furious, where they're all, like, military contractors. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. Because Fast and Furious, they go large. Like, they go for the Avengers style. Um, yeah, they're hired really. by, you know, the Secret Service or whatever to do these <laughs> large-scale operations where we jump out of planes and drive cars in Dubai or whatever. Yeah. Um, and we're chased by super agents. Uh, I think it would be cooler also to involve darker themes because this movie is kind of dark. Um, the Yeah. The scene where they strangle Ice Cube's brother, you know, it's kind of gruesome, actually. Yeah. Um, with the people looking on and uh, just stuff like that. They could do cool, like, uh, I don't know, torture scenes, kidnapping scenes. Um, <laughs> like, you know, just go wild. But I think that's the direction I would I would pull the movies in. Yeah. And then also have cool, like, a cool rival team. And they have epic one-on-one -on -one showdowns against their parallels. Um, nice. Yeah, similar to the girl fight in this, but more One Piece. Yeah. We need, like, CP9, but... Yeah, 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 cool. yeah. Oh, imagine that. <laughs> and they come, up, they come up on the bad guy, and he has the, the Y3K. <laughs> he's got a bike from the future. Yeah, he's got a bike from the future. And then we introduce time travel into the entire... <laughs> yeah, I think that could be nice. Yeah. That'd be fun. The, the world would be a better place if talk could become, like... A huge franchise. Yeah, it's not too late, you know? Yeah. We, we, we can I... use this platform to do some good in the world. <laughs> what, what has Ford been in recently? Let's find that out. Not very much. Yeah, <laughs> he's so... not been in many movies at all. So he's just jumping so... at the bit, right? He's just waiting yeah, for them exactly. to call him about... He's not doing anything. ...about Torque 2. Oh, they could even call it Torque. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this could be um, amazing. <laughs> but yeah, do, would you pull it in another, another direction? Hmm, I like, I do like your idea of it being kind of more of this rugged vigilante type thing. Because that that really works with the factions that build up. Like, Fast and Furious kind of has that, but like, in the first movie they do, and then after that they kind of lose it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, the only real... The only real factions are like the 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 fast family and then like Shaw's family. <laughs> like that's about it. Yeah. There's no real there's no real consistent like They kinda do different things every Fast and Furious movie as well. Yeah. Like occasionally they bring people back, like they brought brought back the cartel guy briefly from four. Like the, the people return, but there's never like strong faction factions that you see like build up together yeah and i think that'd be really cool in like more talk movies yeah it's also like everyone likes recurring characters right yeah like even if like you had like ice cubes lot like have have do do like a tokyo drift type thing where you've got like 
it splits off from the main group, but like it's like Ice Cube's lot. What they're oh yeah, to. they could do the Tokyo Drift like, spin off, cool. and then <laughs> in the third one we go back to the main group, and they come across yeah. some drugs that they don't know what it is, right? And they're like, <laughs> I know exactly. a guy who can help us with this. Yeah, uh, and you're sitting there in the audience. You're like, oh, who who could it be? And it's Ice Cube. Yeah, and then and then they could do the Fast Five thing where you bring in all of the like the recur like the 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 like one off characters from the previous movies as a big team up. Yeah. To do something. Oh, and then there has to be an arc where Henry becomes a no, he blew up. <laughs> did all the bad guys blow up? I wanna say they did. Oh, that's unfortunate. But, yeah, because Henry's like death in this movie is really like Southern, because he gets like his bike gets dragged under a bus or a truck or something, right? Uh, so they do the Y two K chase, um, yeah, and then Henry shoots the fuel canister of the main character's bike, the Y two K bike, which causes yeah. fuel to leak out onto the ground, and then another stray bullet hits the fuel leakage, uh, which ignites mm-hmm. it. And then it all culminates in a massive explosion, and we never see Henry again. I think. Yeah, I think so. So they could, they could, he could come back as like punished Henry. Yeah, he could have massive <laughs> burns on his face. Oh yeah. Yeah. Also, something I forgot to mention is that Henry is just straight up one of the guys from Fast and Furious. He's the he's Vince from the group in the first movie who like shows up again in five. Oh, is so, it like, the same actor? Very... Yeah, same actor. Oh shit. Oh, then you could do a crossover episode. Yeah, like you could straight up, if these movies came out at like the same rate as Fast and Furious, like by the time Fast Five came out, you could have like Punished Henry in Fast Five. Yeah. Oh shit, he could wear a mask the entire movie, uh, like a Char Asnabel. (laughs) That'd be great. Yeah. I just remember that um, his lackey, um, the guy who looks exactly the same as him, he yes. dies from suddenly being hung by a motorcycle chain. Oh my god, I forgot about that <laughs> scene. That scene is wild. Just by accident. And then Ice Cube yeah. looks up and, and you know, he's like, ain't that ironic. He just doesn't <laughs> care at all. Also, the the, the cop lady who, who isn't in league with the, the bad guys, yeah. who, like, gets shot by Adam Scott in his, like, heel turn. Yeah. And then it didn't didn't die because she was wearing a bulletproof vest. Yeah. But then she's got like the trigger to the explosion. Yeah, yeah, and she blows herself up. Oh, this movie's great. Also, just you know, a cop not realizing that his partner is wearing a bulletproof vest is <laughs> fantastic to me. <sighs> like he just never realized those were a thing. No. They trained him wrong as a joke. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like you yeah. can just talk about individual scenes in this movie and, and fucking lose it. Um, yeah. Did you have a favorite scene in this movie? Oh, favorite scene. The ending's great. The ending is just just one of the best set pieces I've seen in a, in a movie like this. The ending this. is great. I love the added detail of when he presses the button, you get the zoom in into like his molecules in his body. <laughs> yes, that's also good. That is also like the, the the Fast and Furious going using the the NOS to go extra fast, yeah. but like on a biological level. Yeah. But yeah, also the train. The train scene's great. The train scene is great. Um, 
I really like the scene where the um, the feds are in the car and they're chasing uh, the truck. And he's going really fast, the sleazy guy. And the cop lady is getting anxious. And he goes, if you don't like my driving, you can hitch a ride. And then immediately does 11 <laughs> flips. <laughs> Another great scene is, again, in like it's when Ford and his girlfriend are in the car and his buddy's on the motorbike. And it does the thing where it's like he's got to go alone. Yeah. To finish this, and usually in the in like a Fast and Furious movie, she would climb out onto the bike with his buddy, but he climbs out onto the bike, and his girlfriend climbs into the car. Yeah, and, and <laughs> his, his, his buddy climbs into yeah. the car with his girlfriend. It is, it is very like it's a very cumbersome way to do the like bikes rule <laughs> bit. Yeah, but, but we've already it, established that great. bikes are great and cars suck ass. Yeah, there's also a scene. Um, it's in the same big action uh, thingy where Ice Cube drives up next to the police officers and he does a finger gun and he says, fuck the police. Which <laughs> yeah. I'm very good at watching movies. Uh, so I was able to pick up on this subtle reference um, to a song <laughs> called Fuck the Police um, that Ice Cube actually sings in. I'm not sure if you've heard it. But I just thought, <laughs> no, I just thought that was a clever way to, to make an homage. <laughs> and, the, and then the cops immediately go, was that a threat? <laughs> it's a movie. It's, it's, it's a good one. It is a good one. It's uh, it's also good in 1.5 times speed. Oh yeah, I, I want to see the, the final set piece in, in 1.5 times speed. It's fast. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any final reflections on, on this movie? Um, I don't know. It's shit. I gave it five stars. Yeah, I mean, you can't really talk about this movie without just going into detail on everything, because it's also absurd. Yeah, no, for sure. People are just going to go see it. Like, Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, if there could be a sudden, like, Torque 2004 resurgence... <laughs> That'd be great. Like, if that could become a cult classic, you know, in the, in the ways oh, I, of... I just realized, I just realized, if, if, if we did have more talk movies and they were running alongside fast and furious with the rock and vin diesel's beef would the rock show up in talk as like a a, a fuck you to vin diesel and we'd have like the rock in a starring role in, in talk. yeah that is exactly what would happen <laughs> that is a, and they would start a bidding war for jason statham as well oh my god yeah <laughs> they try and like actually jason statham would be fun in these movies i think jason statham um I think if Jason Statham played the same character he plays on Fast and Furious, I think that could be really hilarious. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a very easy character for him to play, so, like, <laughs> it would be... Yeah, but, like, he, he plays him as if he was still in Fast and Furious. Yeah. <laughs> that's my dream casting. I think World Peace, World Peace would be possible if there were more talk movies. I, I genuinely agree with you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think this movie... Uh, is far more deserving of a cult classic status than a lot of cult classics I've seen. <laughs> yeah, this movie... It, it's weird, like, movies from this sort of time period are, like, really only now getting kind of more, like, reevaluation just purely because of, like, 2000s sort of aesthetics and, like, just the, the time 
it was where like movies were just sort of starting to be churned out like this. Yeah. So like a movie being like a a cash in on Fast and Furious was something that like people were just kind of more like kind of ambivalent to. <laughs> like it was like yeah that that's that's starting to become the norm, but yeah. like movies now being very homogenous kind of cash ins on others are a lot less creative and a lot less sort of notable. So like when you look back at a movie like Talk that in in Inception was like I wanna I wanna like this car movie, I'm gonna take the piss out of it. Yeah, fuck Vindy's it's though. far more creative than you'd ever expect. Like if this movie came out if if you were doing the Fast and Furious riff in twenty twenty two it would be a much more obnoxious movie, probably a much more boring movie. I think it would because... also end up just being Fast and Furious. Yeah, no. Because they, they want it to sell, right? So they would claim it's, it's yeah. a parody or whatever, but really they're just doing yeah. the same story beats. Also, uh, just quick note, because you mentioned the two fa- early 2000s aesthetic. Uh, the music in this movie <laughs> sure brought me back. <laughs> yeah, this has got a soundtrack. This has got Nickelback credit yeah. song, um, like Hooperstank. There's a bunch of a bunch of names on this 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 uh, soundtrack. Definitely seek that out if you want. Yeah, I I love the music in this. I um, there's a scene that takes place in like a club sort of place mm-hmm. um, where they're playing live music. That's pretty cool. Um, there's a soft spot in my heart for every movie that has a Nickelback song. I really think yeah. Nickelback should start making movie songs again. Um, and I yeah, say that sure. as someone who doesn't like Nickelback. Yeah, no, no. I feel like Nickelback's Nickelback's music just fits perfectly in movies. It's like it's this. so synonymous with the aesthetic. Yeah. Um, they did one for the first Spider-Man movie as well. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say that was like that was my realization when I when I rewatched this like the first movie I saw this year was like Spider-Man. Yeah, and and, and, and I was like, oh my god, this movie had Nickelback on the credits. Yeah, that's so good. And the realization <laughs> of like that's that's a genre defining or an era defining thing as well. Oh, Nickelback music. It's so fucked up. (laughs) (sighs) But yeah, this is, this movie's great. Go watch it. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the summary of everything we've talked about is just go watch it. Like you will get so much out of it. We can't put into words how good some of these set pieces are. Like genuinely. Like, so amazing. Yeah. And, like, anyone who watches this movie can hit me up for, like, an extra 10-hour conversation because I have that in the tank. <laughs> but, yeah, where can people find you, Carl? Yeah, uh, so I'm on Twitter at uh, Burke. That's uh, boy with an I and uh, Burke with a K. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also have my own podcast. Uh, my co-host, actually, was on last time. They were a bit too modest, so I'm going to give us a, a proper <laughs> shout-out. Um, I've been asked not to abbreviate it with a currently unnamed movie podcast. Um, mm-hmm. We don't talk about movies, but we're called that anyway. And uh, I'm going to do my best to make sure the next episode is up around the time that this one goes up. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and we'll see how that goes. But uh, please do check us out. We're pretty funny. <laughs> I can I can endorse both of these guys as, as them being on my podcast, I should say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, if you want to keep up with me, you can follow me on Twitter at, at underscore muggage. You can keep up with the show at twitter.com slash and if you would like to support the show, 
we have a coffee link at XS Cinema Pod as well. Yeah, and they can obviously pay a bunch to your coffee as well for more episodes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Exorbitant amounts. Every every coffee equals at least one episode. That's that's how it's going. <laughs> Fantastic. But yeah. Bye bye everyone. Bye.